Welcome to Jobbing with Josh. It's me, it's me, the man who does the J-O-B. I am your host, Josh Wenis, and welcome to another episode of Jobbing with Josh. Now, this is a very special episode because we're previewing the Gravedigger Slamathon show out at Champions, October 23rd, 2021, Saturday night. It's going to be such a great time. I'm looking forward to it. And it, this is a little different preview than what we've normally done. So instead of actually breaking down the whole card... Um, and that's partially because the full match card hasn't been released yet, so I can't break down the card for you. Instead, what I did is I found out some of the people that are actually going to be at the show wrestling, and I went ahead and had an opportunity to talk to each of them. And you're going to enjoy this. I know that. There's some you know, familiar faces to the show. There's some new faces to the show. There's even a new face to RCCW in on this, this podcast. So definitely going to be a lot of fun. I'm going to... Go ahead and bring on the very first interview that I had here. Somebody who is, let's say, had some troubles as of late in RCCW. Somebody that the fans maybe aren't such a big fan of, but somebody who has a plan for sure. And that's none other than the leader of the Wild Children himself, Connor Hopkins. All right, folks, thanks for holding out and welcome back. As promised, I am here on the line with one of RCCW's upcoming, I, I really can't say upcoming anymore, he's really established himself in RCCW, but I'm talking with the leader of the Wild Children, Mr. Connor Hopkins. Connor, how are you doing tonight? You see, Josh, it's not a question of how I'm doing. It is how we are all doing collectively as a unit. Because you see, it doesn't matter how I feel, it certainly doesn't matter how you feel, it matters how we all feel. That being said, I'm doing wonderful tonight, Josh. All right, fair enough. Well, Connor, we've really seen you in RCCW uh, really evolve in the time that you've been there uh, quite a bit. And most recently, we've seen this uh, this development of this, this stable or group, if you will, uh, the Wild Children, you're calling them. Um, what's what's the motive or purpose behind this? I mean, what's what's the goal here? Well, Josh, first of all, I've got to correct you. Uh, we are not a stable. We are not a group. We are a movement. The Wild Children are a force to be reckoned with in RCCW. Now, as for my motivations for establishing this group, I realized in recent years you know i've been in rccw for the better part of two and a half years now and i've realized in that time that i was neglected i was treated poorly and so what i decided to do was to ensure that i was never treated poorly ever again i knew that i was born to be a leader and that's why things did not work out with the ross family because when you have someone so egotistical, so maniacal as Vic, when you're a natural leader like myself, things don't always work out. And so I just realized that, and that's the motivation. 
that's fair enough. And and speaking of, uh, you know, things not working out, you know, we come to recent memory here in RCCW. I mean, the River Rumble was not that long ago, and you know, based on the results of of what happened in that match, I I really have to you know label that more or less a failure on your part. You had three gentlemen with you in the or including yourself in the ring as a unit down to the last five and here you come with with no win now josh i was under the assumption that you weren't going to bring up the river rumble but seeing as how you're not a professional and i am i will address your feeble question what happened in the river rumble was merely an instance of the plan not being developed yet you know it wasn't it wasn't what was in store for us you see because there is always a grander purpose in life there is always something bigger and while it may appear to be a failure to you to someone like yourself who isn't elevated who hasn't had their mind expanded like i have it may seem like a failure. Yes, we may have lost the battle, but we are winning the war. And I want you to know that what happened in the River Rumble is going to encourage the wild children moving forward. The hottest fires forge the sharpest steel. And I want everyone to realize that. They can look at us that we may have lost Yes, things didn't turn out in our favor. However, there are bright skies ahead for the wild children, and I want you to believe that. It's definitely hard to argue that. And speaking of the wild children, um, can you talk just a little bit about recruiting the the gunslingers? I mean, this is a young tag team that we really hadn't seen a whole lot in RCCW, and um, you know, this is a a, a pair that I think have a, a huge amount of potential. Is there something that they're, you know, I, I know you mentioned about being a natural leader, but is there something that they're seeing in you that maybe the rest of the RCCW fans aren't seeing? Here's the thing, Josh. It's not about what they see in me. It's what I see in them. Because I knew from the instant that they walked in the door at RCCW that they would fall to the same fate that I fell to when I first started here. You see, I was young and I was foolish and I thought that there were people in that locker room who could help me in my career. And I quickly realized that that just wasn't the case. There are some fantastic professional wrestlers in that RCCW locker room. However, all of them are horrendous souls. I am much more pure. I recognized what they had, and I recognized that they were in a similar story to me. And so I knew that they would understand my message. And that's why they stick around, is because they understand the message and the movement and what the wild children are attempting to accomplish. So, does that answer your question sufficiently, Josh? Y- yeah, I think it definitely does. And and speaking of you know, accomplishing in RCCW, what, what ultimately is your, your goal right now? I mean, where are you setting your sights moving forward after the River Rumble. Now we're heading into, you know, a stretch here where we're talking about the show at Champions Resort here coming up. But, uh, you know, where do you see yourself going here very soon? 
You see, a more materialistic and petty man would say that the RCCW Heavyweight Championship is my goal. But I am a man above these materialistic things, and the only thing that I seek to do in RCCW is become an iconoclast. I loathe the past and the history of RCCW because I know and have known from day one that I am the future. And all I want to do, Josh, is to prove that not only am I the future, but I am the present. Additionally, I know that the plan that fate has designed for me is winning the RCCW World Heavyweight Championship. I just know it's happening. Well, with with that being said, I mean that's that's a definitely a great aspiration there and, and goal that you have in mind, but I mean it you're kind hey, of Josh, let me let me let me interrupt you, Josh. It's not a goal, it's not an aspiration. It's a matter of fate. Okay. Just understand that. Okay. That being said, I mean, you're kind of behind the proverbial eight ball here, having lost the River Rumble and not having a shot at the championship anytime in the near future that we know of. It's no matter. You see, the designers of the universe, I like to look at, at the universe as something that some grand celestial watchmaker created. It is a perfectly tuned instrument that he stepped away from and is allowing to run on its own. And I know that my gear is coming around. It can't fit into the slot just yet. But when it does, I know that it will enact a motion hundreds of times greater than me acting alone ever could. With the Wanderer as the heavyweight champion currently, that gear cannot turn. Try and try as I must... I simply cannot beat the Wanderer. It's an incredible thing, really. A man as great as myself couldn't seem to get it done. However, I know that whomever takes that title from the Wanderer immediately has a target on their back because fate is turning those gears and fate will make sure that it lines up for me. Very good. And with that, Connor, I mean, before I do let you go here, I just wanted to ask, is there any any message that you'd like to deliver to the RCCW fans or my listeners out there? Anything that you think um, they should know about you or any message that you'd like to deliver to them? I mean, I know they're very vocal, uh, to be frank, against you and the Wild Children, but is there any message that you'd like to deliver directly to them? The only message that I have for the RCCW faithful, we'll call them, is that you don't have to turn your cruel, ignorant heart against the wild children. You can accept us. You can join the movement. You see, I walk around at every show and I sell the black armbands that signify being a member of the movement. And people laugh at me and they jeer and they turn me away. But what the people don't realize is that when the time comes and the plan is finally enacted that their ignorance will be punished and I'm not making idle threats to anyone because I don't make idle threats but what I am saying is you can either join the movement 
and understand the plan and attempt to raise your mind to that higher plane like I have? Or you can feel the wrath of a divine hatred that is coming for you. And I don't mean to scare because that's not what I'm in the business of doing. But I want you to know that you can be spared from that rod if you buy an armband, if you cheer at the shows, if you buy a t-shirt, anything to show that you support the movement. And you will be spared. Oh, absolutely. Uh, will be message delivered to the fans. Uh, thank you again, Mr. Hopkins, for joining me. Appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, have a great night. You know, Josh, I would wish you a great evening as well, but I know that fate doesn't have it in the cards for you, so have as good of a life as you possibly can, all right? And uh, in closing, I would just like to say to all of the RCCW faithful, um, guys, still don't like you. <laughs> good night, Josh. Ladies and gentlemen, Connor Hopkins. And there you have it, folks. Like I said, somebody who definitely has a plan, although... To be honest, it is a little bit of a vague plan. I'm not sure that I understand it completely, but part of me tells us that that's actually his intent in this. Connor Hopkins, somebody who has grown a lot over the time that we've seen him in RCCW, and somebody you know that we're definitely going to have to keep an eye on. Somebody that you always have to keep an eye on transitioning to our next interview is none other than Vic the Stick Ross. Um, you know, Vic Ross has quite a history here in RCCW, and we have an, an exclusive interview here with him. I'm going to go ahead and bring him on, and we'll talk a little bit about his recent events in RCCW, what he's happened has happened with Valhalla Rising and Jason Masters, the City of Lacrosse Championship, and what they're looking forward to coming ahead in RCCW. So I'll be right back with you with an interview with Vic Ross. All right, folks, I am back, and on the line with me here to talk a little bit today is Vic Ross. Vic, thanks so much for taking the time to join me. Yeah, you're welcome, but get my name right. It's Vic the Stick Ross. Vic the Stick Ross, my apologies. Uh, so, Vic, I had you on here because we've had an awful lot of stuff going on in RCCW as of late, and uh, specifically around yourself and the people that you've been associating yourself with. Namely, Jason Masters, and apparently, formerly the uh, the team of Valhalla Rising. I mean, what's the status with those two guys and yourself? Well, the bottom line is they're ungrateful. I took them to the top. I made them champions. I put money in their pocket, women in their lap, and the first time something went wrong, they went running for the hills, and that's fine. That's fine. I've been down this road before. I've been in this business twenty years. It's not the first time I've seen some ungrateful louts come and go. Well, it definitely seemed to affect not only yourself and them, but also Jason Masters later on in the night at the same RCCW show when Jason appeared to be in a little bit of trouble in his title match against AC Riley. You know, Valhalla Rising came to ringside and decided not to help out, and to the dismay of yourself, it appeared. Well, first of all, we're always at a disadvantage in the rings of River City Championship Wrestling because the referees are biased against us, okay? whether it be Rowdy Rod, whether it be big-time Ben Holberg, whether it be Junior, whether it be TJ, it doesn't matter. It's very clear that Derek Cobain has it out for us. And we're always fighting an uphill battle. Now, as far as Valhalla Rising not helping out, 
What do you expect? They're ungrateful. They're bums. That's why they're out of my life. I'm done with them. All right, fair enough. Well, let's focus then on somebody that is still in your life, as you say there, Jason Masters. You know, unfortunately coming up short against Kyle Roberts ultimately with the City of Lacrosse Championship, and then ultimately again coming up short against the Wanderer AC Riley for the Heavyweight Championship. What's next for Jason Masters? Well, you know, you upset me with these questions. You're bringing up all of my failures. You're not bringing up any of my successes, okay? The bottom line is we're just going to have to start from the bottom and head back to the top of the mountain. That's Fair. just the way it has to be at this point. Fair enough. And and do you have any comment on the news that just dropped, actually just before we recorded here, about Kyle Roberts uh, dropping the City of Lacrosse Championship due to an unfortunate injury tearing his ACL? Uh, does does that put the belt back on the, the radar of yourself and Jason Masters? Right now, I'm focused on the champion show where Jason Masters is set to take on Chris Steele. Hopefully, we can beat Chris Steele and get ourselves right back into contention for that City of Lacrosse title. That's that's fair enough. I understand that completely. Um, any other comments about the champion show leading up to it? I mean, I know it's a big show. It always is for RCCW. Um, any specific comments towards Chris Steele? I don't have anything specifically to say to or about Chris Steele. He's a fine individual in the ring. He's not my kind of guy outside of it. With that being said, Jason Masters won't have a walk in the park. It's going to be a tough match. You can guarantee yourself that. But I believe in the end, my superiority in the managerial game over that guy standing in Chris Steele's corner is what's going to lead us to the top. Now, when you say that your your advantage as far as that goes of being superior, I mean, is that, you know, through chicanery, slipping weapons into the ring, distracting referees, attacking the opponent? What are we talking about here? Uh, what are you talking about here? I've never handed anybody anything but a great piece of advice on how to win a match. Okay, don't be accused of me of anything like that. What I'm talking about is I've been managing up and down the roads for over 20 years, and this guy with Chris Steele, he's still wet behind the ears. That's all I'm saying. He doesn't know the things that I know. He doesn't know to pull out the rule book and cite a certain point in it to get your man a victory like I did. Well, maybe not a victory, but a title retention, okay? I'm smart. I, I've followed the rules to the T. Maybe sometimes they get bent a little bit. But the bottom line is my win record is better than my loss record. And he just doesn't have that experience yet. That's a good point. Now, the the last question I have here for you, Vic, then before I let you go, is uh, do you have any message? You have a a really kind of a a hate-hate relationship with the fans of RCCW. Do you have any uh, words for the faithful there? Listen, never once have I come out and put my hands on a fan in River City Championship Wrestling. But repeatedly, at the last few events, I've been kicked, I've been pushed, people tried to trip me. I'm telling you right now, keep your hands to yourself before you're staring at a ceiling tile, because whether you're 8 or 80, I will knock your ass out. All right, I think that's good advice for anybody listening. Uh, Vic, I want to thank you again for taking the time here. Ladies and gentlemen, Vic Ross.
Big thanks once again to Vic the Stick Ross. Uh, I should have guessed, never a man to shy away from talking. Uh, but, you know, I appreciate the opportunity to get him on the show and chat with him a little bit. And so I think after talking to Vic and him breaking the news to us that, you know, Jason Masters, his client, is going to be taking on Chris Steele at Champions here on Saturday, it was a great opportunity for me to reach out to Chris and talk to him. So let's go ahead and jump right in to an interview that I had with Chris Steele. Actually, you know, we talk about it a bit here. One of the very first guests that I had on Jobbing with Josh. So definitely glad to talk to him again. And uh, let's see what Chris has to say. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Thank you for being patient. And I am joined now on the line by none other than Winona, Minnesota's own, The Deal, Chris Steele. Chris, thanks for taking some time tonight. Yeah, you're welcome. Not a problem. So, you know, Chris, I, I gotta, I gotta say here, just for people who maybe haven't been longtime listeners of the show, uh, one of my first guests on Jobbing with Josh, way, way, way back. I haven't, didn't even get a chance to look at the date, but it's, like I said, it's a pleasure to have you back on here. And having seen you progress, I mean, that was when you were just coming into RCCW or had just come into RCCW, and now here we are. And uh, what a, what a transformation of a, a wrestler, a person, however you want to put it, but. It's awesome to see you here, and you know now we've got this huge show coming up October 23rd, Saturday, at Champions Resort, and I kind of found out through doing the interviews, unfortunately Derek Cobain hadn't really gotten back to me on this, but uh, talking to Vic Ross, he dropped the bombshell that we're going to see Chris Steele taking on Jason Masters this weekend. Do you have any thoughts in the matchup coming up? Well, you broke the news to me more than uh, I had heard, so... I guess now I know who to prepare for, but the last time we talked was three years ago, and yeah, I was just breaking into RCCW at that point. Now it's three years later. However, we had kind of a little mishap there of the 2020 where we had sporadic shows, but now we're back into full swing this weekend, uh, coming up with a huge, huge show in my mind. Uh, probably one of the biggest ones I've ever been, I would say, but taking on Jason Masters, you know, I haven't, I've never worked him, so this is going to be brand new. It's going to be brand new for him, though, at the same time. So we're going to see where things lead, but you can rest assured I will be at 100%, just like I was last weekend when I took on Elvin Gray, and uh, we put him to rest. Yes. Yeah, so that's, that's great that you bring that up. I was going to mention that. Um, a really interesting kind of scenario there in that matchup, you know, t- especially towards the end of the matchup, it seemed like your advisor, Jay Edwards, was, you know, trying to give you some, I'll, I'll put it lightly, unfair advantages throughout the match. And uh, you kind of took that away and, and decided to go that route. And uh, even towards the or at, after the match, showing a little bit of respect towards Alvin Gray, which I, you know, in all fairness, we're not used to seeing out of you. Well, I mean, that's the thing. Now, you see the size of that guy. I kind of threw him around. I didn't need the help of Jay Edwards. I didn't need the help of a briefcase. It's time to win that one fair and square. I need to prove, I guess, and let Derek Cobain and the RCCW fans know that I am serious. And you know what? I'm going to bump it up a notch. I'm going to let them know that, hey, I don't need briefcases. I don't need title belts. I'm going to win these things just by my own strength, my own power, and my own knowledge. That's fair enough. That's definitely something that I think the fans, uh, you know, it might take a little bit of warming up for them, given your history, but I think that's something the fans will at least appreciate. Um, 
So, you know, with this matchup with Jason Masters, obviously Jason Masters, Vic Ross, there's a lot to unpack there. Considering I just broke that news to you, I'm not going to delve too much into that for you. i let you have a good time to game plan here. But what do you see um, as far as big picture goes for you and RCCW, at least going forward? Obviously, you've got the match on Saturday, but you have to have some sort of goal in mind going forward. Well, it would be nice to get back into that lacrosse slash city of Winona. That's where I gave it a little bit of credibility is when I named it over to Winona. doesn't stink so much over on this end of the town here and this side of the river. But I want to get back into the top picture. And obviously the clear, you know, the obvious answer is, hey, I want the, the heavyweight title from uh, A.C. Riley. But, you know, maybe with it one step at a time. Now, I've had my opportunities. I've had my shots at it. But this time, you know... It's 2021. We're back into the swing of things. I'm back mentally in the swing of things in order to get that accomplished. But, you know, either title is just fine with me. It's just a stepping stone to what I need to get to, and that's to the top of the roster, getting that heavyweight title. So if that means I got to go get that, you know, City of Lacrosse championship just to prove my worth, then that's what I got to do. Or if they want to give me a shot at that heavyweight title, I'll be on my A game. So speaking of the City of Lacrosse Championship, there's a lot of speculation going on right now regarding that belt, considering the news just this last weekend, or earlier this week, I should say, with Kyle Roberts unfortunately relinquishing the belt due to injury, going to be out for six to nine months. Uh, again, I've said it before, best wishes to Kyle as he re- uh, recovers. But uh, do you think that, you know, given your recent success, that kind of puts you as a front runner for that belt? I mean, is that something that you think you should be given a... Uh, a shot if not given the belt outright for well if it's not these people are blind because i had the title once i've already held it for multiple months so it should in the fans minds be there it should be in Derek cobain's mind especially that i've already been there and let's not forget in 2019 i was superstar of the year my first year there so if you want to give that belt a little dignity, you better give me a shot at that because I've already held it. I was Superstar of the Year. Why not put me back into that picture? I definitely can't argue with that sentiment for sure. So, I mean, let's address here, we, we've talked a little bit about your your uh, the respect that you gave to Alvin Gray, but let's talk a little bit about this. Um, it almost seemed like a, a wedge between you and Jay Edwards. Do you have any comments on that at all? You know, Jay Edwards and I, we go back a decade or more together as friends. Then he became my financial advisor. He's been taking care of all the paperwork, making sure I don't get screwed out of things. So it's been close before. But um, we had to sit down afterwards. We talked it out. Whether he understands where my perspective is of getting some respect back from RCCW, from the fans, from Derek Cobain, from the other superstars in the locker room. We had to sit down. Whether he sees eye to eye with me on that, I'm not sure. But uh, that's as far as as far as I can go with that. Is Jay going to be in attendance on Saturday at ringside? From what he told me, he should be. All right. Well, that's definitely something we'll have to keep our eyes on. Uh, Chris, you know, again, I wanted to thank you for taking some time here. Before I do let you go, I just wanted to ask, is there any other message that you want to deliver to the RCCW fan base uh, while we have the platform here? I know some of them talking to some fans online and even after the show on Saturday, a week ago uh, in lacrosse. 
a lot of confusion as to kind of what people were thinking about you. I mean, we, we've, like I said before, we're used to seeing a certain Chris Steele, and we saw a little bit of a Dick Steele here uh, in lacrosse. Do you have any message for fans who maybe are a little confused as to how they should be feeling about you? Well, they should take me for what I am, and that is one of the top athletes in RCCW. If they haven't followed me before that, now six years ago, I was a heavyweight champion for EPW here in Winona. I've held my own against some of the greatest, uh, one of those being James Storm. He did get the best of me. But then RCCW, a couple of years ago, going back to the Gravedigger uh, event, they saw me go against Ken Anderson. Yep, he did get the best of me there, but I held my own again. So, have I beat top-notch guys? Not yet. However, am I capable of it? Yes. Can I hone? Yes. So, for those who are coming out, you're going to see a lot more in the future of Chris Steele. And I will be there on my A game, as I've said. I am coming for one, if not two, championships. And nobody's going to get in my way. And the RCCW will eventually see the hard work that I've been putting in. And also, hopefully, they can give me a little bit more respect than they have in the past because some of those fans down lacrosse, they're ruthless. But then you come to my hometown, and they love me here. So, Galesville, it's one of those in-between. I don't know what kind of crowd's going to be there. I don't know if I'm going to even have any fans there. I could be the black sheep there. However, it's not going to affect how I take on Jason Masters this weekend. And I'm going to put on a performance for those guys because I am the deal. Absolutely. Well, thank you very much again, Chris. Ladies and gentlemen, the deal, Chris Steele. There you have it, folks. Chris Steele, an interesting interview and very interesting change in attitude, at least it seems, with Chris Steele, at least somewhat. It's hard to gauge that guy, to be completely honest. I want to believe that maybe he's turning over a new leaf, but it's just so hard to trust something like that after the, the past that we've seen with him. So we'll see how it continues to play out. I mean, uh, a matchup against Jason Masters is definitely no joke. So we'll see what happens here and how the relationship between him and Jay Edwards continues to evolve. Now, without further ado, I want to go ahead and jump into the next interview. This one is really special because this is a brand new person to appear in RCCW, somebody who is being billed uh, as as quite the attraction, and rightfully so. Uh, this is a guy that I didn't know anything about before the interview, besides you know doing a little searching online, social media, and that kind of thing. And that, of course, is none other than Blanco Loco. So let's jump right in so that you can all learn a little bit about him before seeing him take over the ring on Saturday. All right, folks, I am back. Thank you for waiting patiently, and I am joined now on the line by one of RCCW's newest faces, or I should say newest masks, and that is the one and only Blanco Loco. Thanks so much for joining me tonight. Hey, no problem, Josh. Thanks for having me. Of course. Glad to have you on and to introduce you, at least in podcast form, audio form, to uh, you know some of the fans at RCCW who are going to be uh, eagerly awaiting to see you on October 23rd, Saturday, uh, for the champion show. Definitely excited to have you coming in. Um, I know you're not from around here, uh, the area, so uh, where are you based out of, if you don't mind me asking? Um, currently based out of Orlando. Uh, me and the Dream Girl are out here, but uh, we don't really uh, work in Florida all that often. <laughs> We're usually in other states, so uh, Minnesota's definitely uh, definitely a new one for, for me, at least. Um, so that's going to be pretty fun. I'm excited. 
Yeah, excellent. We're definitely excited to have you. Um, RCCW has been doing a good job on their social media of, of introducing us to you a little bit. And uh, very, very cool. So let's talk a little bit about where did you, uh, where did your fandom, not necessarily the interest in actually being a wrestler, but where did your fandom of wrestling come from? Um, I mean, so I grew up in Syracuse, New York, uh, which is infamous for the uh, for where Shawn Michaels got beat up by the Marines, if anybody remembers that. Uh, a little bit of wrestling history for you. <laughs> um, but uh, my uncle was actually security for WWF back in the day and WCW whenever they come to town and they would do shows at the War Memorial. So I just pretty much grew up in a wrestling family. Um, had like an instant infatuation with it. So I'd be able to go to events with him and meet the superstars and everything like that. So, you know, kind of told myself when I was younger, I'm going to be a wrestler, I'm going to be a wrestler. Didn't really pursue it at first, um, you know, because my, uh, my family is a nursing family. So I kind of made sure I had that done first uh, beforehand. Uh, and then in 2006, I actually found a wrestling academy that was literally probably like, like 30 minutes from my house that I never knew existed um, called Squared Circle Wrestling. And uh, with the head trainer was trained by Killer Kowalski. And funnily enough, uh, I, I found out about that because John Cena was doing a signing at Carousel Mall, and I was there being a mark for John Cena. So <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> awesome. So you you came into wrestling. I mean, how long have you been wrestling? Oh God. Um. So I only I only credit myself for thirteen years, um, but I've been training. I started training when I was sixteen. So okay. But I credit myself for thirteen years. So that's how long I've been consistently doing it. That's awesome. That, that's fantastic. Uh, well, I, I did have a chance to kind of, um, you know, more or less snoop, do a little research, your social media and that kind of thing. And so I have uh, a little bit of an understanding of, of you as a wrestler and some of the stuff that you've done and everything like that. And I, I got to admit, I, I see some funny stuff coming through, maybe not necessarily in the ring, but some of your, uh, you know, extra videos. I noticed the one that got me the most, and it only got me because I had headphones on, was... One of the more recent ones with a can of Zoa, the Rock's energy drink. Ah, yes, yes, yes. So you you got me there, folks. Make sure you check out Blanco Locos, his Facebook or any of his social medias. As far as that goes, it's worth it. I definitely, I I gotta admit that. Um, that that was good. You got me big time there. So I was literally so funny, funny. That was on my TikTok. Um, funny story about that. I was literally it was one o'clock in the morning, and. Uh, early in the day, I found because I'm, I'm a huge fan of The Rock. Like he, ever since he was Rocky Maivia, um, I've trained with his uncle Afa, um, Haku. I you know I've met Haku. He was my uh, service manager at Nissan, so that was pretty. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Imagine awesome. walking to Nissan and being like, "Hey, I need an oil change." Turning around, there's Haku. You're like, "Well, I'm either getting oil change or I'm going to die today." One of the two. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you know, and, you know, pops, uncle, you know, uncle Afa. He's he's amazing. He lives, you know. 45 minutes away from us. We got to train with him for about a year. Um, but I've been a huge fan of The Rock since day one. And I love Zoa Energy Drinks. You know what I'm saying? Like, not to, you know, I'm not sponsored or anything, you know, unless they hear this and they're like, hey, let's do business. Um, but, you know, I, I love them because they don't give me that crash feeling afterwards, like, you know, Red Bulls. And I used to be stuck on Red Bulls hardcore. Still am, not going to lie. Um, but I was just like, I was listening to this new rap that everybody was talking about. I'm just like, like, damn damn, this is really, really good. How can I make it funny? 
<laughs> and I literally, I literally just bought a case of Zoa, like probably like a few hours earlier. And I'm like, you know what? One o'clock in the morning, Ellie, grab my phone real quick. She's like, what? Are you, are you kidding me? I'm like, Ellie, grab my phone. And I was like, oh, grab all the pillows off the couch real quick too and throw them on the floor. She's like, what? I'm like, just do it. She's like, I have no idea what's happening here. So that's that's uh, that's what Ellie has to deal with on a daily basis. <laughs> that's awesome. That, that's outstanding. So uh, I I am gonna go ahead and back a hundred percent what you said about Zoa. I didn't expect this to turn into an energy drink podcast, but I mean here we are. <laughs> and I, I mean I know for a fact that of my like two hundred total downloads in the entire career of this podcast, that The Rock is one of them. So there you go. I mean I I'm yeah I'm Heck just yeah. kidding. Yeah right. I wish. Anyways. Uh, so with Zoa, I mean, I got to ask just cause we're talking about it. Do you have a favorite flavor? The original is actually my favorite flavor. Wow. To okay. be honest with you. Um, I've tried the other ones and it's not like I don't like them. I just, I'm not a big fan of, I guess, I don't know. Like I, I use it before the gym and I, I don't like having like a distinct taste in my mouth while I'm working out. Sure. It's kind of weird. I know it's a, it's a, it's a weird little thing, but it's like, I don't know. I just like. Cause I don't, I don't know how to explain it. Just the original, I guess. Yeah, it's just, I, it doesn't, it doesn't leave a taste in my mouth, I guess. Afterwards. That's fair. I can honestly say the original is the one, one flavor I haven't tried yet. So now I'm gonna have to. Um, that sounds, sounds great to me. So, um, okay. So moving on. I mean, obviously, you know, we we see through your social media, and we're gonna see on Saturday. Uh, and I alluded to it earlier. You wear a mask. So, did you grow up being a fan of luchadors, or is this something that you just kind of fell into? Surprisingly, not really. Um, don't get me wrong. I watched. I mean, we had two TVs in my in my grandmother's house, um, and my uncle already had always had WCW on downstairs. My grandmother always had it up on a, you know, a, a WWF Raw on the upstairs TV. She would tape ECW, any 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 wrestling that was happening. It was it was on a TV at some point, or it was on it ended up on a VHS. So uh, God, I just dated myself. <laughs> hmm. um, so uh, you know, it's I watched Rey Mysterio, I watched I watched Psychosis, Ultimo Dragon. You know, I I like those guys. You know, what I'm saying I love what they did in the ring. You know, what I'm saying, but I became more infatuated with characters. You know, like uh, Canyon, aka Mortis. Um, you know, like The Rock, The Nation of Domination, character-driven, you know, Papa Shango, uh, Kane, Undertaker, Mankind. I liked, I liked characters, you know, because I felt like it gave the audience a little bit more to kind of grasp onto, you know, than yeah. just being, just be, than, you know, more than just being a simple wrestler, you know. Um, and it kind of gives you, you know, you always want to know a little bit more about that, you know, why is he like that? What did I miss? You know, and each week there'll only be like a little piece, and it's kind of like, oh, now I have to watch next week because I want to know more about this character. Um, in regards to like turning into the mask, um, for a while I did wrestle unmasked, um, and one of my friends, um, just randomly, uh, when I first moved down to Florida, I'd been here probably maybe about a year, made me a La Sombra-esque mask. And for those of you who don't know who La Sombra is, that's uh, Andrade El Idolo. Uh, before he was WWE or AEW, he was La Sombra. And um, that's kind of like the, the basis that I've kept for my mask. Um, but I don't really consider myself a luchador. Um, 
I have learned Lucha Libre. I did train with Matt Seidel for about six to eight months, uh, learning from him, constantly taking his advice and everything like that, uh, as well as John Cruz, a.k.a. Serpentico. I, I've watched him. I've learned with him. I've wrestled him. Same with Lince Dorado. I've watched him, learned from him, wrestled with him. Um, and Jay Rios, um, who is the current uh, crash champion out of Mexico. Um, so I have taken the time to actually learn learn a little bit about the culture and learn, learn the, the basis of Lucha Libre. But I've always kind of considered my character more of a anti-superhero-esque slash superhero kind of. More of a Deadpool vibe is what I usually get from people. Um, especially with like my antics and everything like that. Um, and to be honest with you, people are like, oh, is this his character? I'm like, kind of is, but it's more like this is me turned up to like 10,000. Um, just kind of how I always am. Um, but you just get to see it with me in a mask. So, <laughs> Well, that's what I hear. I mean, I, I hear a lot of people say in, in the business and even outside the business, the best character you can create is just yourself turned up. So, I mean, that makes, exactly. it makes a ton of sense. So uh, in that case, then I mean, you've listed off a, a, a plethora of amazing names to train under and everything like that. That's that's phenomenal. We love hearing that. Um, have you? Let's see. How do I want to put it? Uh, is there any anybody that you had on like a a bucket list when you first started out wrestling that hey, I would love to work with this person, and then had the opportunity to do it, like a couple of guys or anything like that? Mm. Oh, that was a lot. Uh, not when I. When I first started wrestling, not so much. I was kind of like, hey, I'll take whatever I can get. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's how we kind of all start out. We're like, hey, I'd love to wrestle The Rock, you know. Um, but, you know, you're just a kid and stuff like that. Um, let's see. I've had the opportunity to wrestle Ethan Page at WrestleCade. Uh, my first ever WrestleCade in 2019. Uh, AML put me on with him in an opening match, and I uh, I beat him with Pikachu. Um that match is available on my YouTube. Just search up Ethan Page versus Blanco Local. You'll see what I mean. Um, that was a great match. Um, I got to wrestle Donovan Danhausen before he was Danhausen. Wow. Uh, what is it? Uh, Wes Lee, uh, back when he was uh, Desmond Xavier, yep. back in uh, FIP. That was actually a triple threat match with me, him, and uh, Danhausen. That was a great match. Um, nice. I've got to wrestle Jason Kincaid. Uh, Ricky Morton and Robert Morton. Uh, Ricky's are my so Rick, Ricky Morton is my wrestling dad. Um, oh wow! Yeah, he is uh, literally, uh, and I've trained under him as well. Um, and he is just absolutely amazing um, in every aspect. Like probably one of the best minds for not only singles wrestling but tag team wrestling as well. Um, I've been over to Europe. I got to wrestle Robbie X over there. If you don't, if you guys don't wow. know Robbie X is. I, I implore you, implore you, go watch him versus Will Ospreay just a couple, maybe like a month ago over at Ref Pro. I mean, Robbie X is absolutely killing it over there in the UK. Um, I got to work with Danny Limelight when I was in Los, uh, Los Angeles. That was a good thing. And Danny's doing amazing things. Always been a great guy. Uh, I've, I, I've had a plethora of yeah. uh, amazing matches, you know what I'm saying, like with a, with a lot of guys that I've learned a lot from. Um, too many to even like think about. Sure, <laughs> sure. Right sure. Like, I, like I've wrestled Lindsay Dorado, I've wrestled Serpentico. You know what I'm saying? I mean, and it's really hard to really, you know, like I don't really have a list because it's like I feel like if I make a list and I don't get those matches, that I'll kind of be like, uh, damn it, you know, like I, I kind of hate myself for putting that expectation on promoters or 
even myself, you know, and I'm just kind of going through right now where like, you know, this past weekend, uh, we were in Chicago for three days and we got to work at Chicago style wrestling. I got to work with some very young upcoming talent there and they were amazing. Absolutely amazing. Um, and then on Saturday, we're at Berwyn Championship Wrestling. That's also in Chicago. They run out of the, uh, the famous uh, Berwyn's Eagle Club, yep. which runs like Shimmer. It runs there. Uh, AAW, like a bunch of places. And I got to wrestle a young kid by the name of August Matthews. And we tore the house down. I mean, there was just crazy energy from the fans in that match. Uh, Galucci Libre, I got to work uh, you know, with a young kid as well. And it was a great match. You know, and he's just so eager to learn. That's kind of like, you know, that's kind of like my focus right now is just to, like, not only learn myself, because I never, I never want to stop learning. I never want to get to that point where I'm like, I know everything. Because I feel like once you do that, you might as well just leave. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I got to do a pre, uh, what was it, a, how, how do I put that? It was a pre-show tryout match before SmackDown about uh, four years ago. With uh, Sam Shaw, who is known as, um... oh, why is my mind going blank right now? Dexter Loomis. Yeah, Loomis, yep. Um, And he's amazing, you know what I'm saying? We just got to see him a couple weeks ago at NXT, and he was like, oh my God, how are you? You know what I'm saying? Like, can we just talk about the old matches? Same thing with uh, Desmond Xavier, Wesley, you know what I'm saying? He's like, you know, these are guys that I got the chance to work with now, you know, they're doing amazing things, and. You know, I myself do amazing things, and I'm not, I'm very happy for them, and I'm not rushing to get anywhere in particular anytime in the near future, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not putting a, a cap on when I have to be somewhere. Um, but, I mean, no, I mean, you know, kind of went long-winded with that one. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that's good. I mean... I think it's I think it's awesome that you you have you know a huge list of names like that that you can't just narrow it down and you can't list them all. That's that's, that's not having a list specifically that you're shooting for. That's great. Um, definitely very very cool. Uh, you did mention, or I, I apologize, not you didn't mention it. I thought of it. I was curious when you first got into the business and started training and say you were getting ready to you know put together your first few matches that kind of thing. Did you have um, and this this might be slightly embarrassing. At least some people might take it that way. But did you have something that you were like, you know what, this is this is what I want for a finish, and then somebody just absolutely shoot your dreams out of the sky for that? I've had a couple of people who have said something similar to that, like you know, a smaller guy who you know wanted to have this big power move be his his big finish, and of course it just doesn't equate. Um, I'm trying to think. To be honest with you. I mean, most of the time, because here's the thing. Um, when I first moved to Florida, and I really don't want to crap on the Florida indie scene, but it's kind of does that itself. When I first moved to Florida, there was all there's there's all these guys, and I'm not gonna name any names or anything like that, but like there's all these guys that were forty miler guys, you know, and they they want to tell you how the business is and how to do this and do it their way, do it their way. And, of course, as a young guy, you're like, yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir. But then that gets to a point where it's like you don't want to listen to, you know, not that you don't want to listen, but you don't want to keep saying yes, sir, and it's giving you the same same results, you know. 
So, yes, there there there's been a lot of instances where I'm like, you know, oh, I got this amazing finish, you know what I'm saying? And not necessarily a power move or anything like that, you know, but I, I, I try to think of myself as I'm very innovative, you know, based off my moveset and everything like that. And what I do, a lot of people don't do what I do, especially the way that I set things up. So I've always had a mindset of I'm going to do something cool that's different that I can hit anybody with, you know? Right. Um, and a lot of the older guys were like, ah, you, know, you don't even do something that flashy. Just, just give me a roll-up. And I'm like, oh, jeez. Guess, guess we're doing a roll-up, you know what I'm saying? Uh, or, oh, I'll, I'll be countered out. Uh, okay, you know what I'm saying? Like, And it's just, you know, I mean, and you still have those guys in the business, unfortunately. Yep. You know, and I think, I think it's more of a hindrance on uh, the sport nowadays versus uh, being any kind of helpful. Um, that's just my opinion, and that's that's mainly because it's, it's it's those guys with no real experience. You know, they stay in one or two companies, you know, and they just they want to be that big fish in a little pond. And then you know when the you know when the littler fish get out and go into bigger ponds, and all of a sudden, you know, oh, I, you know, I I helped him do that. I helped him do that. No, you you crapped on him for two years and never let him actually do anything. Um, no, he he decided to leave. And go make his own <laughs> yeah and I, I definitely understand that and you know those guys like you talked about like you described them 40 milers where they're not getting out expanding going places that kind of thing it definitely is something that um, I think we used to see in some of the indie scenes at least in the area here um, luckily it seems like it's really transitioned which is awesome because we have a, a wealth of young talent and it's exciting to see uh, someone like you come in and, and and work with some of that young talent so definitely very very exciting um one question that I have here, just kind of at the, the tail end, just to ask, it's something that I've been asking some of my guests here just recently, um, and it's kind of, I, I don't want to say it's personal, but it is in a sense, don't get, I'm not trying to get weird or anything, but, um, so you're you're at a show, doesn't matter where it is, you know, a regular show for you or a big shot or anything like that, you're backstage and say you're in the quote-unquote gorilla position, your music either is just about to hit or it has hit, you're just about to come through that curtain. What's what's going through your head at that point? Are you like because I've gotten a few different answers? You know, some people like, well, I'm just replaying the, you know, you know, going through the match, making sure I've got it all down. Or other people are just, you know, hyping themselves up. Uh, other people, somebody else that I talked to said that all they were focused on is just how am I going to impact the crowd? Um, what's going through your head? Is there anything specific or routine or anything like that for you? Absolutely nothing. Um, I do this little dance before I go out. Um, that kind of vibes off my music. Um, it's just kind of like a sway to the right, sway to the left, sway back to the right, sway to the left, and then jet jet out. I, I really don't think about anything. I'm just more kind of, I don't know, it's kind of like, it's, it's, a, it's like an instant click for me, you know, um, because there is, there is that, you know, that, that switch from who I am currently to, you know, who Blanco is, you know, and... That for me is like a very real thing, you know. I hear people say all the time, you know, you know, yeah, I go out there and I just, I just switch into somebody else, and uh, you know, I'll go out there and I'll work them. Like, hey, what happened to the switch? Like, yeah. you're the same guy. You're the same guy who was in the locker room, you know, ten or twelve minutes ago. What, what, where's the switch? You know, like, where's this, where's this character? Where's this, where's this new person I'm supposed to be vibing off of? You know. Um, and for me, it's just like literally as soon as my music hits, it's just like an instant switch. And like, uh, I'll be honest with you, like some of the time when I'm out there, I, 
I, I check out mentally. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just Blanco doing what he wants to do. It's all, it's almost like a bipolar thing. I'm not even going to lie to you. Like, it's almost schizophrenia. Um, not in a scary way, though. Um, but it, it really is because, like, you know, I'll watch my match back and I'll do something, you know, funny or stupid and everything like that. Like, didn't even didn't even know that I was doing that. Like, I'm like, what the, <laughs> what the heck just happened? Um, uh, no, there's no, there's no vibe check or anything like that. There's no, I'm not thinking about the match. I'm not thinking about the crowd. I'm not thinking about myself i'm just i'm kind of in the sway of like the moment between this is who i am right now and blanco loco and it's like that just quick snap honestly oh that's that's awesome that's the first time i've gotten that answer which is is enlightening i mean that's really really cool uh, a cool way to think about it uh last question that i have for you to to delve into you as a, a wrestler you as a person character whatever however you want to put it um where did the name go loco come from that actually, <laughs> that's a short, sweet answer. Uh, so I put the mask on that my friend made me. Um, and I was at this little show. It was at a flea market. They drew like maybe like 20, 30 people. Um, very Spanish community. And uh, wearing the mask. And I was doing all my little high fly stuff and everything like that. And uh, they were still coming by my old name. And these the Spanish lady just starts yelling out, Oh, Loco Blanco, Loco Blanco. And... Um, I was like, oh, okay, oh, okay, oh, okay, and then like the fans just started cheering and everything like that. So like, promoter, you know, afterwards was like, hey, we need to come up with a name because now you're a mask guy. You know, what I'm saying we we want to have something kind of you know kind of different, kind of authentic and everything like that. And I was, he was like, hey, well, that lady was calling you, you know, loco. We'll just call you loco. I was like, what about Blanco loco? Um, and he was like, eh. He's like, what about El Blanco loco? And I was like, eh, I really don't like the El. Uh, not Spanish. Yeah. You know what I'm saying like. I know the name is Spanish Blanco Loco. I'm like, but at least saying that will kind of, you know, kind of get people to understand, you know, like I'm I'm crazy white guy. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, um, and he fought with it for about, you know, literally three months, kept on calling me Al Blanco Loco and Al Loco and everything else. And finally, when I left that company, I'm like, okay, it's just, it's just Blanco Loco. Yep. Um, but then like Lucha Atlanta, which is one of my home companies that I absolutely love, they have some of the best Lucha Libre wrestlers in the world. Um, they draw about 2,000 people. Um, wow. Just last weekend, I had 2,000 Spanish people chanting Pikachu. Um, yes. <laughs> so Pikachu is definitely, definitely the you know, I, I, I consider Pikachu the word of love. So, <laughs> wow. you know, and um, there, um, so Blanco Loco doesn't translate sometimes in certain languages, yep. uh, in Spanish language. So there, I'm known as uh, Sultan de Aire. Uh, which is salt in the sky, so um, that's about the only other name that I have. Um, go by the you know one half of the international superstars with Ellie. I am also half of a tag team um, that's in Ohio Valley Wrestling, known as Level X, with Unforgettable Axton Ray. Uh, so anybody that hit listen here, make sure you check that out because uh, if you think I'm cool, um, my tag team partner is a A1 collegiate cheerleader, and he is built like a tank. And can literally move like I've never seen somebody move before. The the flips, the dips, the basing, the throwing. Oh my God, it's just it's it's amazing in every aspect. Wow. So awesome. So it, that's a great segue as far as checking checking stuff out here. Where can we? I know you mentioned you know YouTube. I know you mentioned TikTok. You, I know you have a Facebook. Where can people find you on social media so they can check out more of you leading up to Saturday and even after Saturday? So let's see, TikTok and 
Twitter the same. It's at Real Blanco Loco. Um, Instagram is the Blanco Loco. Because somebody already stole my other one. Bastards. Uh. Um, <laughs> you can check me out. You can check me out on the International Superstars page. Um, I do a like page for Blanco Loco as well. Uh, we have Level X, which is my tag team. Um, and I mean, I have Pro Wrestling Tees. You can get some cool merch. I got some Jurassic Pikachu shirts on there. Modern Life, which you know, I know maybe this <laughs> this era may not remember Rocco's Modern Life uh, at all, but you know, great, <laughs> such a great, such a great show, uh, <laughs> you know. But um, YouTube, if you just search up Level X, you know, what I'm saying you'll be able to see a, a wide variety of, of crazy good matchups, you know, over the years and everything like that. So, yeah, that's pretty much where you can catch uh, catch me. Awesome. Well, I I appreciate you sharing that. That's for sure, and giving us some time here tonight. It's great to let the fans kind of have a peek into you here before they actually get to see you on Saturday. Definitely looking forward to it. Uh, Saturday, October 23rd, out at Champions Resort, folks. Make sure you're there, and uh, we get to get to witness everything that is Blanco Loco. I want to thank you again so much for coming on here and giving me some time, and look forward to seeing you on Saturday. No problem, boss. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you. There you have it, guys. Blanco Loco. Very excited to see him in the ring make his RCCW debut and see exactly what he can do with our great talent that we have in the promotion. So coming from one masked gentleman, let's go ahead and jump over to another masked gentleman appearing on Saturday at the Champion Show. And that, of course, is uh, podcast veteran, at least job with Josh veteran, Kid Riot. I had a chance to talk to Kid Riot a little bit. And uh, yeah, let's just jump right into the, the interview and go from there. All right, folks, thanks so much for taking a break there. I am back, and I am joined on the line with one of RCCW's most popular wrestlers, one of my favorite RCCW wrestlers, because I am completely biased, and that is none other than Kid Riot. Kid, how's it going, man? Oh, it is absolutely great. How are you doing today? Hey, I'm doing fantastic. We are gearing up for a huge show coming up. On Saturday, October 23rd with our CCW, we're talking about the show out at Champions. This is a show that basically gets done every single year. Last year was a, a huge, or I'm sorry, it didn't happen last year. Uh, but two years ago, we had a huge event. And now here we are back in 2021, ready to do another champion show. And this is going to be an awful lot of fun. I'm geared up for it. Are you getting excited? I mean, you look at two years ago and... You know, it was kind of an experiment for everybody, how it was going to go, and it went really, really well. Over the, this year, one day, and, I mean, you just look around and it, you've got to get excited about it. You're talking, on top of our, you know, regular crew, you've got some massive, massive wrestling names going up as well. Yeah, it's definitely going to be a really, really fun show. I'm very, very excited for it. You know, through the course of this show here, we've had a chance to talk to a few of the people involved, uh, and now we're getting to talk to to you as well. Um, I'm definitely looking forward to it. What's great about these champion shows, and last or two years ago, the, the first one was no change uh, at all, and I'm expecting the exact same thing this year was the crowd turnout. It's always a great crowd. RCCW has a, a rabid fan base as it is. But these champion shows, I mean, you talk about bringing in big names like we've already talked earlier to, you know, we, where we've talked in this show to Blanco Loco, which is awesome. But then we have guests coming in like Swoggle, and we have guests coming in like WWE Hall of Famer Eric Bischoff. 
what is it about the RCCW crowd that's going to be in full attendance, no doubt? What is it about this crowd that just absolutely sets them apart? I mean, what is it? What? what it, how are they so crazy? Well, it's 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 a couple things. The first being the appreciation. You know, when names come in in the past, they you know, when I say names, I mean you know guys like Eric Bischoff or Cowboy Bob Orton. And uh, Swaggle, I believe, is coming before Colt Cabana, Mr. Kennedy, so forth and so forth. When these people come in, they are treated, you know, like this, like they are as big a deal as they are. You know, sometimes we see it's like, oh, oh, that's kind of. But the the RCCW crowd is so thankful to see these people that they've potentially only seen on TV, and they're very, very vocal and appreciative of. Um, I'm going to name drop here for the sake of this conversation, but, you know, riding back to Chicago was super crazy. We were, he was talking about it. And, you know, one of the things he said is very, very good crowd, very, very appreciative. And he was absolutely right. But that's, but that's how they also treat this crowd also treats the, the talent that's there every single month. You know, they're appreciative of the hard work. They're very caring and they're genuine. They're a genuine crowd, which in wrestling, finding a genuine anything is always a shock, let alone just happy, genuine crowd. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree with you more. They definitely have uh, a solid fan base here with RCCW, and it's something that's a lot of fun to watch uh, every single month. And uh, they're n- they're not shy either. They'll let you know whether they like you or they don't like you, that's for sure. We've heard earlier talking to a few of the guys maybe that don't have quite the high standing that Kid Riot does with the crowd. But, you know, it's it's always a fun night, and this card is shaping up to be absolutely tremendous itself. Uh, there's a name on here that we mentioned just a little bit ago that I'm not super familiar with, in fact, much at all. Uh, but I'm curious on your end, Kid, have you, I mean, do you know anything about Blanco Loco? Well, I first stumbled on his work with a little bit of the OVW stuff, and <clears throat> when he was mentioned in a previous conversation. I, of course, then did a much deeper dive on him and kind of saw, you know, did the whole social media stock like, you know, a good ex-girlfriend would do and whatnot and really dove into his work, his, his style, his uh, basically presentation. And, and I think he's got a great presentation. I think he's a very adaptable worker in the sense that he adapts the situation as the match goes on, which is something I've always thought was a really cool style and something I've, I've always tried to do. And I think that makes it very interesting to see because you see a lot of guys who are maybe they're the big strong guy or they're the fast guy, but he is very adaptable. And so if he's not the stronger of the two guys, he's going to go with speed. And if he is stronger, if the guy he's wrestling is a little bit faster, he's going to go with the street game. And I, I got a lot of love for that adaptable style to play to the, his play to his opponent's weaknesses and make his opponent's weakness actually his strength in that situation. Yeah, that's definitely a lot of fun when we get talent like that involved in RCCW just because there is such a breadth of talent. We have guys who are the bigger, stronger guys. We have guys that are the smaller, quicker, faster, you know, technique, uh, everything. It's just a lot of fun to get somebody that versatile in the ring. Definitely going to be a, a fun matchup. And honestly, I, and I don't know if this carries over into, 
his in-ring work because I'm not familiar with it, but from what little bit I've had the opportunity to interact with him, dude's funny as hell. Like, I mean, that's, and I love oh. that. I love that. And, and, and actually is, you know, uh, like I said, I watched a little bit of his promo work and then actually watched a highlight video he, he posted with Seth Kesha, and I couldn't help but, then, but absolutely appreciate it because I have a, a healthy uh, fandom for terrible Kesha songs as well, so I definitely appreciated that. And I was like, okay, I can kind of get this guy's vibe. It, it's similar. I can, I can kind of feed off that vibe. Yeah, so, yeah, he seems like he's a good sense of humor, but he also seems just like he's going to be a really good talent. Yeah, and that's that's obviously the most important thing here that we're looking forward to. It's always great to get a new face, or mask in this case, uh, into RCCW. We look forward to it. In fact, we need more masks in RCCW, don't you think? I will always, always be on board with that. <laughs> I figured I, you would. I know the Wisconsin area is not littered with a lot of masks, but, you know, that can always hopefully change. Absolutely, definitely. And so now as we gear up here for the home stretch uh, for this champion show, can you give me just maybe a little bit of, you know, what, this is maybe not so much looking at your side as, as far as a match goes, but I, I'm curious here because this is something I've wanted to ask a lot of different people, and, and you're the first person I've had on with the opportunity to ask it. Um, and I'm catching you totally off guard here because I didn't prep you for any of this, but this this question here is, is something that's always kind of been in the back of my mind. When you're sitting there ready to, in the quote-unquote gorilla position, you're ready to come out and music hits or is just about to hit, what is, what's going through your head, Kid Riot? I mean, are you, you know, just trying to figure out, you know, how am I, what am I going to do in the ring? Or are you, you know, how am I going to get the crowd pumped? What, or are you just like, here we effing go, I'm ready to do this. What's going through your head, your personal head here? Okay, okay. so I actually I do have a response to this because I've actually had to have um, in other lines of my work. So for me, it's two sides of a curtain. One side of the curtain, I am myself outside of wrestling and thinking about this, this, and this in full wrestling mode. I'm focused on that. So as that moment hits when, you know, it's a second or two before my music hits or it hits that first beat or two of the music before I actually step through the curtain, the only thing that's going through my mind is, um, because I'm superstitious, I will do the Stations of the Cross despite not being Catholic. Um, I will do that for my own safety. And then the only thing else that's going through my mind at the moment is just let's go. Like I've... I'm as prepared as I'm going to be. At this point, there's no turning back. We're just going to go. I'm going to the curtain. I know what I'm doing or I know what I'm doing, but either way, there's no time to, you know, you can't pause and say, oh, hang on a sec. No, at that point, I'm just ready to go. That's awesome. It's a cool little insight. Thanks for answering so candidly. Uh, I, it's just a cool little insight that I personally have wanted to to ask a lot of people, and, hey, this platform gives me that opportunity. So uh, definitely very, very cool uh, one other question here, and this doesn't have anything to do with champions, but uh, this is something that I've noticed myself when I'm, say, listening to like my Spotify or iPod or whatever on random. Uh, it seems like every time I hear any song out there whatsoever, any song that comes on next, I immediately am like, okay, would this work for a wrestling entrance? 
I mean, is that something that you do at all? Absolutely. So, okay, my, speaking of Spotify, I have a under ten playlist, uh, which is actually a downgrade from the nearly thirty I did from uh, my previous job. But I have about nine or ten playlists, and I will say, "Oh, this song would be good for this," and I'll throw it on that playlist immediately. And this song would be good for that, and I'll throw it on my playlist. But a lot of them, I'm like, "Man, this would be a great wrestling song." And then I listen to it about three more times, and I'm like. Actually, no, it wouldn't because of this and this and this. But I've definitely had those moments where I'm like, oh, I should put this in here and maybe use this as a theme or maybe add it and use it as a theme. And then I'll listen to it four or five times and I'll be like, I absolutely should. Or I'll be like, no, actually, that's terrible and I should never do that. So when you have that song that comes across, you're like, wow, this would make a good entrance theme or wrestling song or anything. Do you like imagine an entrance with it? Um, I, I listened for when I would walk through the curtain. And then I listened for about 45 seconds. I listened about the next 45 to 50 seconds because I figured that's how long it's going to take me to come out, hit hitters. 15, 20 seconds is really, really great. And then you realize, oh, it's not that great. I'm going to use this as a prime example. Is uh, Lincoln Park has a song called Bleed It Out. And it has an amazing intro. Yep. But it never actually comes out of the intro, in my opinion. So it's a great intro for a wrestling theme, but it never really, it never has that moment that, that you hit the curtain. And so it sounds great for the first 15, 20 seconds, and then you realize that's the whole song. And there is no, there's no burst through the curtain moment with that song. And so it sounds like a great intro until you realize you're never going to be able to have that moment to, to perfectly walk through the curtain at the beat. That's uh, You make me very happy with the fact that I'm not the only person that imagines this stuff, because that's exactly what I do, um, and I'm not even in the business, which is, which is phenomenal. And then also on top of that, the exact same thoughts I had about uh, Bleed It Out. That's, that's incredible. But <laughs> I'm glad we that... Actually used to call it the, we actually used to call it the song that never starts. <laughs> I like it. I love the song. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to knock it. I just... Oh yeah, you're exactly right. I think it's just it just doesn't quite work that way. That's amazing. Well, that's that's great. I love that little insight. I had to go down that little rabbit hole, but uh, you know, so here we are, Kid Riot. I mean, we're in here a little bit longer than I anticipated, but we've got October 23rd Champions Show. I'm excited. You said you're excited. I think the message that I can deliver to fans is make sure you're there. Can you give the fans listening just a quick message, anything that you want to shout out there to them, either about the show, about yourself, or whatever? Uh, so here's what I would say, the quick two quick notes. One, I'm going to have brand new music, which is, it looks like a hybrid of some Beethoven and some Skrillex. Yes. Uh, I've got potentially new gear. We're, we're shooting to get it done in time, which will be cool. And most importantly, it's going to be a killer show. Like I said, Eric Bischoff's going to be there. Swag is going to be there. I don't know how many times you're going to get to see those people live. So take advantage of it. Plus, it's for a good, good, good cause. And that right there should be enough. But if it's not, how many times are you really going to see Eric Bischoff live? Yeah, Couldn't agree with that more. Absolutely. Kid Riot, thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you on the 23rd. Absolutely. As you guys heard, Kid Riot excited to get back to lacrosse and to RCCW, and the fans are definitely just as excited. I know I personally am. And now we come to our last interview that I'm going to go ahead and have for you guys. This is turning into quite the preview show. I hope you've enjoyed it. But this last interview is with somebody who 
has made some appearances in RCCW, came back as of late and had some problems with um, not only fans, but also some management and some other wrestlers. And we're going to talk a little bit about that. But I'm talking, of course, about Rico de la Vega. All right, folks, I am back. Thanks so much for waiting patiently. And as promised, I am here talking to one of RCCW's roster members. We're talking to Rico de la Vega. How are you doing today, Knight? I'd be a lot better if you uh, learned how to pronounce my name. It's the R. You roll that R. It's not Rico. It's not that soft American stuff. It's Rico de la Vega. Say it with some dignity. I know you don't know what that is. My apologies. I'm actually not able to roll my R's. Um, So, uh, again, apologies about that. Um, No disrespect meant. Anyways, anyways, as we get into this here, uh, one thing I wanted to bring up was you know, we had you in RCCW for a spell, then we lost you for a little bit. I know you were out doing all sorts of other stuff, making impacts all over the place. But uh, then you come back to RCCW and are involved in the River Rumble, and, you know, let's cut to the chase with it. Come up short. You didn't didn't succeed there. Uh, came down to you and Skits at the end, and Skits came out on top. Um, do you want to comment on at all on that? Uh, first of all, what... What do you define as a loss? What do you define as a defeat? Because the way that I saw it, I whipped the crap out of that little clown skits earlier in the evening. Just because he happened to get one over on me in a rumble where we were going up against so many more other... I'm hesitant to call them talent because they're so far from it and they're not Rico de la Vega. But at the end of the day, there was a plethora of other people in that ring. So you're telling me that after I beat his ass earlier that evening... I go in there, he outsmarts me, whoopsie, I happen to fall out on my own and on my feet, and hey, the rules are you go over the top rope, you lose. I get it. I absolutely get it. But I still beat his ass. That does not erase that fact. You're 100% correct in that sense. Uh, you definitely did beat him earlier in the night, uh, but when it comes to the actual River Rumble, I mean, it goes down in the in the record books as skits with the victory in that match. Ultimately, the way I look at it is everybody else in there, you know, lost, came up short. Um, right. <laughs> so, I mean, after that, we saw how frustrated you were with, you know, Skits winning that first title opportunity in 2022, and you brought it up with Derek Cobain, general manager of RCCW, and, you know, he he understood where you're coming from and granted you an opportunity to earn a shot at the RCCW City of Lacrosse Championship. And, uh, you know, we saw you wrestle Kyle Roberts, and it was a hard-fought matchup. Don't get me wrong. It was a, a great matchup to watch. But in the end, you had to, you know, pull chicanery against a, a behind the referee's back to snag a victory from <laughs> Kyle Roberts. Well, first of all, Derek Cobain was sure of what he was doing. You tell me what sense this makes, Derek Cobain. Does it make sense that you're going to put up Rico de la Vega against the current title holder, Kyle Roberts, for a non-title match in order to earn an opportunity for the title? You tell me how asinine that sounds as I'm saying it right now. And secondly, Kyle Roberts, you're saying I pulled a rabbit out of my hat? No, I won. I won, just like I won against Skits, just like I won against everyone else before I came back. I won, and I found any which way to do it. Because at the end of the day, what did you just say? 
uh, well, the Rumble, what it says on paper, you know, anybody who, who didn't last didn't win. So guess what? Numbers don't lie. Papers don't lie. So give me that W just like you wanted to give me that L for the Rumble. Yeah, absolutely. I can't take the win away from you. I'm not trying to do that in any way, shape, or form. Just kind of addressing the the way that you managed to pull off the victory by, you know, going low and attacking Kyle Roberts behind the referee's back below the belt to pull out the victory. Hey, it's an instinct. If anybody wants to walk up behind me and grab me, I'm going to defend myself. And no matter how it happens, it happened. It's over with. I got the W. I got the opportunity to, yet again, humiliate Kyle Roberts, but this time for his pretty little strap that doesn't even fit around his small waist. Fair enough. So let's talk about that. I, I mean, do you have any sort of specific strategy going forward for this opportunity? I mean, in the matchup itself, are we going to see more of the same from you and see, you know, again, as you put it, you know, however you need to, whatever you need to do to pull off the victory, are we going to see that? Or are we going to see uh, an honest matchup, a clean matchup that, that shows the better two men in the ring? You're always going to see a clean matchup from me because I'm cleanly going to win. It doesn't matter how I get there, man, as long as I get there. Don't you understand the severity of the situation right now? You have somebody who has a championship who has the personality of a brick wall. You have somebody there who's no taller than a seventh grader holding a title, making a mockery of it. What they need is somebody like Rico de la Vega to represent their title, to represent their belt, their belt and bring a bit, at least a little bit of legitimacy. I know it's lacrosse. I mean, what the hell can you do there? But at least a little bit of legitimacy. Hell, while we're on it, how about this? How about we bring some legitimacy to the other straps that uh, RCCW has? I may feel a little froggy and bring some relatives with me. You never know. Keep messing with me. But first things first, I'm going for the championship. Kyle Roberts, kiss it goodbye, man. Just kiss your career goodbye, too. I mean, seriously, just just, just hang it up. Hang it up, dude. I got nothing more to say. That's it. Oh, all right. Well, I uh, appreciate the time then and, and the opportunity to talk to you on, online. I appreciate it. You're damn right you appreciate it. All right, folks. Nope. Thank you again. You bet. In Gracias. Gracias. See, you can roll the R's, Bendejo. Fair enough. Thank you again. Feisty as always, Rico de la Vega. You know, I want to go ahead and send a special thank out. Thank you to everybody that joined me for the show. Uh, I really appreciate the time and getting to talk to everybody and hoping to do this a little bit more. Uh, if you enjoyed this preview as opposed to, say, some of the other previews we've had, let me know. Uh, it's definitely a new experiment and, and trying it out and seeing what works and what doesn't. But, um, you know, give me a shout. Let me know what you think. And We'll go from there, and we'll see what happens on Saturday, October 23rd, out at Champions Riverside Resort in Galesville, Wisconsin. Make sure that you're there. Meet and greet starts at 5 p.m. with Eric Bischoff, Swoggle. Um, you know, the stars of RCCW are definitely going to be there. Don't forget the Packers. I know uh, Gilbert Brown, Santana Dotson, and Craig Newsom are all slated to be there. Um, so definitely going to be a wild show. And make sure you check it out, because we're going to have a lot of great action I'm going to be there, of course, come up and say hi, and make sure that you let me know what you thought of the preview episode and what you think of the podcast in general and what you want to hear. I'd love to hear from you. 
So until then, and until I see you at Saturday's show at Champions Riverside Resort, you've been listening to Jobbing with Josh, the only podcast that has no problem putting its shoulders to the mat, counting the lights, and doing the J-O-B.